Hi, I'm Maria Thihara of Sorvello Sews on social media. This is a special Sewing Weekend podcast. On Sew Organised Style podcast, I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay respects to the elders past and present. Thanks to everyone who's at the Sewing Weekend of this year. It's really great to have you here. This is a special Sewing Weekend podcast featuring two of the chatty video people who you'll get to see and hear from. Michelle A. Sews and Emily of Emily Net SAI are the two chatty video guests that we've got on this podcast. Welcome to the Sewing Weekend podcast, Emily. Hi. <laughs> how are you? Thank you. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Emily, is this the first time that you've presented at the Sewing Weekender? It is, yes. It's the first time I've been involved, so I'm quite excited. I've not attended before either, so I'm really looking forward to seeing everyone else's contribution. That's good. It is a really full weekend and there are a lot of people who are presenting. Yeah. And you're one of the chatty video presenters. That's why you're on this particular podcast. So thank you for being here. (laughs) Now let's step back. Tell us about your sewing background. Gosh, I'm not sure when I started. It was probably like six or seven years ago when I was living in London and I did a little bit of sewing then. But at that point, I'd say probably longer than that. But at that point, I'd say most of the patterns available were the big four patterns and the kind of rockabilly style was quite big at the time. I didn't find it as accessible at that point. And then I was living in Australia and my housemate had a sewing machine and then I started looking into it again and that sort of world of Instagram sewing had kind of really kicked off at that point so there was a lot more indie patterns and that's what got me into it more consistently so so that was about three or four years ago yeah three and a half years ago. I mean personally I'm really pleased that you took up sewing more when you were here in Australia (laughs) (laughs) because I'm in Australia yeah. Yeah, um, I think it was because Peppermint Magazine has so many of the free ones as well. And then I was in Melbourne, so there was a, I was always popping into the fabric store and they've got such a lovely range of stuff there. Oh, that's so good to hear that you picked up sewing more when you were in Melbourne and you've kept going with your sewing too. It was just a real go-to throughout the lockdown. So it was just, you know, something I could kind of do consistently that wasn't going to be disrupted by all the different changes being in and out of lockdown and also moving back to the UK. Yeah, it's just been a really nice thing to turn to and so has the sewing community as well. And how do you find sharing your handmade wardrobe on Instagram? What's that like for you? (laughs) I lurked for quite a while, (laughs) just watching what other people were doing. And I realised that I was looking more than I was making myself and what was holding me back was perfectionism. So I decided that I would start an account just to actually engage learn more and just finish projects rather than worried about them being perfect and I think it was a really kind of worthwhile process because obviously there's more feedback available and help and yeah I've just kind of gained momentum from doing that and yeah so it's really changed my relationship with my making and creative process. Do you still have that perfection goal? Uh, oh, no it was, it was never a goal it was more just a <laughs> I'm sure I've like read a quote about perfectionism being some form of procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was more just a kind of 
personality trait, I suppose, where I was okay. over over scrutinizing what I was doing. And there's still elements of it that comes in, but I'm learning to address my kind of self-talk and be much more forgiving because most of the time I feel, you know, what I've made is still of a better quality than what I would have access to in terms of buying. Obviously, yeah. it's really beautiful clothes that you can make and I don't want to discredit anybody's work who does make the clothes for the, the garments. It's just that when you can take the time, you can do much more clean finishes and really look at the details when you do it yourself, tailored to your own taste. Is Instagram the only place where we can find you online? At the moment, yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I might branch out at some point, but yeah, it's really just about kind of sharing some of the images but I really enjoyed making the video for the sewing weekend are always fun to talk about sewing so it might I might branch out what can we look forward to seeing you talk about at the sewing weekend and now that you've mentioned it (laughs) so I'm talking about my most visited patterns the ones that I've made the most garments from so I've listed my top three one is the Vicky Sews Cynthia shirt and it's just because I've, I already have that pattern. I've just found that works really well for me. So I've got into shirt making more recently and I've been really enjoying that. And then the other two are the Pomona pants and shorts pattern and the by um, Anna Allen clothing and the LB pullover by Paper Theory. So I'd say with the pants and the top, that's become a bit of a, a uniform, I suppose. They're just two patterns that I feel work really well together and I enjoy making, but they're quite satisfying. Now that you've got your three main patterns or your top three patterns, does that help with how you develop new clothes in the future? I'd say the LB pullover has been, I don't, I don't know why, it's such a simple pattern, but I think the details are very subtle. There's just some slight kind of curves in terms of how like the shoulder seam moves and kind of flows down the arm. And I feel that it just fits the body in a way that it's, it moves with you. Mm. So even though it's, kind of loose it's not too boxy because some boxy patterns I feel you know they don't move with the body yeah so yeah I'd say there'll be pullovers been great because I've hacked it as a top I've made it as a dress a couple of times or I've just used it as a kind of template just to check other patterns I would like to learn more about drafting properly at some point but as I go to it's a good reference point and I think you're building your skills at a rate that you're happy with and that's important for long-term sewing. Yeah, absolutely. And the LB pullover is one that I purchased early on in my journey after Australia. And I made this one a few weeks ago, so I'm still using it. <laughs> it's a great fit. And I know listeners will be able to see you wear that because it's on your Instagram feed. Yeah. <laughs> great. Thank you so much, Emily, for being on the Sewing Weekender podcast today. Thank you. Hi, Michelle. Thank you for coming on to the podcast for The Sewing Weekender. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. It's always good to meet new faces that are at The Sewing Weekender. And I'm assuming this is your first time you've been presenting at The Sewing Weekender. Yeah, absolutely. It is. And I'm so excited. I had wanted to attend The Sewing Weekender when it was a physical event. And for various reasons, I just wasn't able to make it. So I first attended it as an online event and I just thought it was such a great event such a variety of content and I always particularly enjoyed those sort of informal sewing chats with various makers Mm -hmm. so I'm really excited to be doing one of my own this time around. 
That's great. I know I was in the same boat other than the fact that I live in Australia. And I <laughs> yeah, it's a bit far to come. Quite. <laughs> and it was always good to see that they would have people who would come to chat. So it wasn't just sewing, it was the yeah. interaction as well. Yeah. So let's step back now. Tell us about your sewing background, Michelle. Yeah, sure. So I've been sewing for about seven years and I'd say I'm largely self-taught by way of sort of books and the internet and a few targeted short courses for specific skills that I wanted to acquire. I've really been just sort of hooked on sewing since I started, but more recently my sewing time has dwindled. So my output definitely isn't what it used to be. I mainly sew for my working wardrobe, which is sort of business casual, smart casual, a little bit of formal wear for specific events. And in the last couple of years, I've kind of broadened my horizon somewhat to include more casual wear just because of the circumstances. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very much hooked on sewing. <laughs> so tell us about Michelle Sews Patterns. Yeah, sure. Michelle Sews Patterns, well, it's a line of what I would call contemporary classic sewing patterns. So the garments are geared towards business casual, smart casual settings and with really simple classic lines and the kind of things that I hope become wardrobe staples and that people will be able to sew over and over again in different fabrics to make up either a professional working wardrobe for an office setting, which is sort of, you know, where it came from, from my perspective, mm. or just general sort of day-to-day smart casual wear. I know that from my perspective, it's good to have some tried and tested basic patterns to get you through, you know, what you need for a working wardrobe or a casual working wardrobe. Yeah, absolutely. I think when I first started sewing, I was drawn to sort of the indie pattern Mm -hmm. brands rather than the big four, because, you know, they're a bit intimidating if you haven't, you know, had an extensive background in sewing. But I struggled to find those kind of well to find the patterns for the kind of things that I wanted to wear to work Mm. and so when I did find them or when I drafted them for myself I found that they were really very repeatable and know that I have you know as I have today 10 pencil skirts from the same pattern yeah because that's what wardrobe classics are really from my perspective at least and the word classic that's what it describes you know the sort of style that you've created And that you're going to, I hope, keep creating. So in terms (laughs) of, you know, your patterns, what have you got coming up in your pipeline? Next up in the pipeline is a re-release of a sewing pattern from my archives, which is the Agnes skirt sewing pattern. It's a, I'll use the word classic again, but it's a classic pencil skirt. It's um, fully lined. It's got some beautiful features inside and out with two variations, one with pockets and one without. And it's sort of been revamped in line with, with our current pattern production procedures. So it's been through sort of a technical edit. It's got improved instructions, new photographs for the instructions and so on. So I'm really looking forward to getting that back out because it's something that people ask me about on a regular basis. And then behind the Agnes skirt, there's also in the pipeline a tweed jacket sewing pattern, which I'm really excited about because I've been wearing the sample sort of to death (laughs) and it really just fits nicely into a professional working wardrobe. So I hope that will be something that people are excited to make and wear for themselves as well. It sounds like two lovely pieces for a working wardrobe, whether it's office or not office. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the hope. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Now, I think you're onto something here. In terms of your personal sewing projects, what's next on your sewing table? 
it's funny because I am actually due to make another couple of Agnes pencil skirts for myself. I'm also in a bit of a trouser phase because as a result of, you know, the last couple of years, I found that I'm really struggling to fit into my existing wardrobe bottoms, my skirts and trousers and dresses as well, because I tend to to lean towards quite a fitted silhouette anyway, which is great uh, when it works. And then when you, your sort of body size fluctuates, it's, it's less helpful for me. Yeah, I'm sort of replenishing my working wardrobe with skirts and trousers, I think, over the next, next couple of months. At the end of the day, the fact that you're doing this work means that you're going to have a wardrobe that fits you really well and that you're comfortable to wear all the time. Yes, I feel more put together and more confident in things that fit me well so much so that since I started sewing and I really became so much more conscious of fit it's been really hard to go back to sort of buying ready to wear and the go-to brands that I used to shop from before I started sewing Mm. to be fair which was also before my body changed (laughs) over the last few years but I you know I I find it hard to buy from them now because I'm really conscious of how things are fitting or, or not fitting particularly well and I just have such a low tolerance now for bad fit that I'd rather rewear the same black skirt three days out of my five day week than compromise on fit. You actually touched on a point where you want to be able to wear clothes that fit well because that gives you confidence to get on with your day. Yeah. I think that's the key that you've touched on rather yeah. than, you know, you can't get ready to wear to fit you. It's you being able to make clothes fit you to give you that confidence to just yeah. go ahead and do what you need to do. It's confidence and comfort, actually. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's amazing how much more comfortable clothes are when they, they fit you well. And sometimes you don't have to make big sweeping changes to achieve. Mm-hmm. When I try something on ready to wear, I can now identify what it is that makes it <laughs> uncomfortable. And it's often not something huge. I might think to myself, oh, if I could just shorten the bodice on this, it would actually fit me much better and it would be sitting in a more comfortable position on my waist or you know, or something like that. But yeah, no, absolutely. I think good fit just goes such a long way. Michelle, this has all been really great to discuss with you. And I know people from the Sewing Weekender are going to want to find out more about you. So where can we find you online? So you can find Michelle Sews Patterns on Instagram with the username at Michelle Sews underscore patterns. And I have an account for my personal sewing projects, which is at michelle.a.sews. And I love to connect with people on Instagram. I think it's, um, it's one of the things that made Instagram great from a sort of sewing perspective. When mm-hmm. I first started sewing, I just love that sewing community. And despite the algorithm, I'm sort of clinging on to that sense of community from the app at the moment. <laughs> but you can also find my patterns and my sewing blog online at michellesews.com. And so before we leave and let people get on with the sewing weekender, <laughs> because that's what we're here for. Yeah. What can we look forward to seeing you talk at the Sewing Weekend today? I have contributed one of the informal chats with makers. So I'm essentially talking about my sewing background and what it is that I still enjoy to this day about sewing and the sewing community. Um, so it's a bit, a bit of a rambling love letter to sewing and the sewing community. <laughs> I think that's wonderful. Thank you for coming onto the podcast for the chatty video episode for the Sewing Weekender. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Great. And enjoy the sewing weekender, everyone. <laughs> yes, enjoy it, everyone. Happy sewing. Before we finish, make sure you keep up with this weekend's fun by following the hashtag sewing weekender on Instagram. 
we're all really excited to have you at the online saying weekender because it's happening right now this episode of Soul Organized Style Podcast for the Sewing Weekender 2022 was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, with permission of Michelle and Emily, as well as the permission and support of Rachel, Kate and Charlotte. You can subscribe to Soul Organized Style Podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps. Thank you again for supporting the Sewing Weekender and for listening to this special podcast. We hope you'll learn some new sewing skills hear from industry experts and engage with other sewers. You're among friends.